The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and also the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage. With my son, David, who is our senior loan consultant, managing owner, and chief client experience officer. If you've got a question or comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. And remember, you can get a podcast of today's show or any of our past shows wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, David, we got something big coming up on the economic uh, calendar this Wednesday. What is it? The Federal Reserve is meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then at the conclusion of their meeting on Wednesday, uh, they're going to release a statement as to what they've done or not done with the Fed funds rate. And every expectation, I I looked it up, there is a 99.8% odds that on Wednesday afternoon they will have raised the Fed funds rate by one quarter of 1%. And then Chair Powell, so that's at 1 o'clock Central. The real show starts at 1.30 Central when he then starts his press conference, and that can move markets as well. But well, to, your, to your question, it's they are meeting, and high likelihood they will continue to dial the one knob they have to combat inflation. And so just to say that another way that everybody knows already today on Sunday, they knew it last week that, hey, the Fed is going to raise its one and only rate by a quarter point. The consumer rate that that will affect is the prime rate. And that's Mm -hmm. the rate that is the index for almost every home equity line of credit in America and also a lot of credit cards. That's going to be at 8.5%. Uh, by the the morning of uh, uh, Thursday morning. And yeah. David, I get this question all the time. I'm sure you do too. And so that's going to make mortgage rates go up, right? No. Uh, and, so when, and so when your family, your friend says, hey, I hear the Fed is raising the rates, you know, next week. All you can rates. Say, all, yeah, all the rates. You can turn to them and say, well, no, I listen to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show and mortgage rates are always a forward-looking mechanism. And so mortgage rates already have it baked in that this is going to happen on Wednesday. And so as, as we say sometimes, or I bet we'll be on the air next week, and you'll ask me, what did mortgage rates do on Wednesday? And my answer will be some version of mortgage rates went shrug. Well, but it, it, could, it could do something. Uh, I think we would agree they could do something because well, not uh, not because of not because of the rate raising act. It would be other words that the Fed changes or includes in their statement. Words that Chair Powell says in his press conference, but the act of raising the Fed funds rate by a quarter of a percent will yield exactly nothing. Right. This is all about expectations for then what happens at the subsequent uh, meeting. And remember, right. folks. The Federal Reserve is on a mission to stamp out inflation. And so interestingly, their favorite reading of inflation is called the, uh, what is it called? The PCE? The PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditure, PCE. Thank you. 
index. That comes out on Friday, the 28th. Um, now, the good news is that our most recent inflation ratings have been tame. Uh, the consumer price index was just 3%. Um, so it, that, that's going to also probably impact interest mortgage rates a lot more because the enemy of 30-year fixed rate mortgages and 15 and 20-year fixed rate mortgages is inflation. And it's yeah. real simple. You know, if inflation is cooking along at 8% and you're lending people money for 30 years at six and a half, you're losing money. That's the simple thing. So it's the mortgage markets and the Fed are reacting to the same thing, which is inflation. It's not that mortgage rates uh, are reacting to the Fed. Also, just by the way, this is why adjustable rate mortgages are not helping in this particular interest rate cycle. It's right. because short-term interest rates, like the prime rate, which is you know basically month to month, um, and, and two-year interest rates, they're higher. They're higher than longer-term rates. Um, right now, you can go out and buy a U.S. Treasury, which is the rate that the federal government is borrowing money at. And if you do it on a 30-day uh, bill, I mean, you're getting over 5%. Right. Uh, but if, if you want to lend money to the federal government for 10 years, what's, what's that yield at now? About 3.8? 3. 3. 8. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's upside down or what they call an inverted yield curve. So eventually, rates are going to come down. All right. So... The big question is, what's happening with rates? They're still just a hair under 7%, basically. Uh, maybe we can cook up a quick uh, current rate scenario, David, uh, while we're on break here. But really, what is this doing for the demand and supply of homes? Well, mortgage rates are still high enough that they're keeping a lot of people from listing their properties. Hmm. But what's it doing on the demand side? Last week when Tim was on the show uh, with me, I'd, or maybe it was the week before that, it seems like some buyers might be taking a break just out of fatigue. David, you're going to share some stories uh, after we come back from this first break about how you are seeing less competition. Is that right? And not just less competition, less competition that is leading to winning, which is the real goal, not just competing, but getting in the end zone. Let me dive into those stories when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brian, the elder. That's uh, David, the younger over there. And hey, before you get to your story, David, just a quick uh, rate update. Uh, with 25% down on a $300,000 home uh, purchase, 780 credit, which is now the top tier. Low overhead accurate could deliver a 5.99% interest rate with an APR of 6.24, which sounds the best <laughs> until you'd get down that line uh, to the line on the uh, loan estimate or a comparison where you see you'd have to pay $5,600 up front in interest to drive that rate down to 599 on a $225,000 loan amount. Uh, another choice that we'd offer somebody at the end of the day on Friday is six and a half with a 6.6 .6 annual percentage rate. And just by the way, that annual percentage rate uh, feathers out uh, the, the upfront points that a person would pay over the entire 30 years of the loan. That's why that 599 with the big points up front has only a 6.24 annual percentage rate. Um, and then, by the way, the payment difference between those two options is 75 bucks a month on the 225 loan amount. And lastly, though, we could do a 699, which sounds horrible, doesn't it, David, compared to 599? <laughs> yes, yeah. And it is 148 bucks higher than the 599, but that would only have loan costs of, um, but oh, no points, and we could offer a $250 closing cost rebate. 
What are you seeing, David, by the way, you know, given those three options, what do most of your clients gravitate towards, at least initially? I, I literally, I had two clients this past week. We had this exact conversation because I, I offered, I showed, shared my screen. There is not just, as I say, the one rate. There right. is, there are options. And to offer and to show this, it's a big variety. Dad, you just quoted all the way down to 599 to 699. Like that's a big spread. Yeah. And, you know, they, it's, we're human. I, I, I sometimes, I ask, I was like, do you want my personal opinion? And most clients say, yes. I said, don't do column one. Column, column one, one being the five column one being the big the, cost. Exactly, because I was like, in one but year, David, David, that two has the year, lowest an, well, well, that has the lowest annual percentage rate. Isn't that the one the yes, government wants me to pick? It. Um, I don't want to speak on behalf of the government. Okay. Uh, so, but but what I share is I was like, look, I I can't promise you, you can refinance in the future. However. It is entirely plausible, if not likely, that in one year, two years, three years, uh, six months, I, I could call you and be like, you just said 599 for that trophy rate? What if in six months I can call you and I'm like, hey, rates are at 5.5%, say yes. Yeah, because you don't in get which that case, then, you Yeah, you don't get, get the money, money back. back. You're spending money. Because I said this to uh, to the one of my clients, if you decide to pay the pound of flesh Mm -hmm. to get the lower rate you are saying i think this is the lowest that rates will be for the foreseeable future and here's the good news you or any of our own consultants can very quickly because it's right on our tool that we use every day that we've had for 24 years hey what's my break even and the answer is it would take um it would take two and a half years nope th uh, one versus three it would take 3.3 years of lower monthly payments at the 599 rate to just get back to break even compared to the 699 rate when you factor in the upfront costs. You, you said three and a half years? Yeah, uh, three, so 3.3. Can I, so uh, the way that I, because 3.3 years, it always sounds so like, eh, that doesn't sound so bad. I always like to frame it in either terms of how old your kids are or where that falls on the calendar. So I sometimes like to say, okay, column one, you're, the lower rate option. You can call me halloween of 2026 ah. and not one day before halloween of 2026 and then and only then you can say hey david it's your client nick i'm calling because i just broke even right and i'm finally saving i'm finally saving how much did you say 70 bucks a month no on the on the full percent spread it's 148 bucks a month that okay. that's a good way to put it it's not until Halloween of 2020, what year? 2026. I was 2026, like, that you your start kid's not even going to like. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's when you begin to save the $148. That's when that's you a, can look across the candy, the candy on the t table and say, honey, we're finally saving tens right. of dollars a month. And, and all the forecasting from the big folks, Fannie Mae, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they're predicting rates to be in the fives in 2024. Let's hope that that happens. All right. Well, boy, we spent a lot more time on that. Yeah. Than well, I it's thought I was going to do, but anyway, but let me so let me tease because this this flows into the stories that I want to tell about my clients who some of my clients who got accepted offers this week because they did not care what rates were when they decided they wanted to go out and buy. I said to a, an agent this week, it's amazing when you're a home buyer when you decide to win, you win. 
and every okay. moment you might be holding back for maybe you're unsure or uncertain you haven't yet decided to win and i had some clients who just decided to win because they a they had a good enough life reason about uh one was a job change another was hey our kids are getting bigger and we need more space and so i want to talk about how they were able to win and didn't have to suffer such a competitive situation let me give you some of those stories when we come back you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on am620 wtmj Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. All right, Dad, I wanted to tell you one of at least two stories, if not both, about at least and maybe recency bias. Wasn't nearly as crazy competitive as you might be led to believe. So I had one client who has taken a new job and this new job they their current home is on the south side and their new job is in madison and they do not want to commute an hour plus each way for their new job so they want to get out somewhere between milwaukee and madison waukesha county or jefferson county like western yeah exactly western waukesha county okay um and and so they're willing to give up their a uh, great low rate because they bought this house in 2020. Uh, and Ooh. because the pain of driving is more painful than whatever their interest rate might be. And, I and I'm going to guess that, with that his new job maybe comes with more income. And it maybe does. that's going to help uh, offset the payment difference. Are they also upgrading yes. the size quality of the home? Yes, all of the above. Okay. So, so they actually got, uh, it happened pretty quick. They got an accepted offer on their future home. Uh, and then about, let's say, three days later, because they had a house to sell. And and with the new job, they could qualify to buy their new home without requiring the sale of their old house. And Soon did you say that house. on the Rock Solid Guaranteed Pre-Pool? Absolutely. Well, and, when yes, I, and when I called the listing agent to advocate for their offer, I was like, Hey, these folks are writing an offer. I'm calling on behalf of Agent XYZ. They just submitted an offer. They do not need to sell their house to buy this property. Please say yes. Of course, got to point that out. Because because yeah. a seller, well, but hold, so hold that nugget. These folks then, they, they do want to sell their old house. They do not, in in when real life continues in their new place, they don't want to have two mortgages. And so they've got that house listed for sale and it went up. Let's just say they got the accepted offer on their new place on Tuesday. They then went live on the sale of their place that Friday. Not nearly as much foot traffic as you might think or you might hope. And in fact, they got uh, an offer contingent on the sale of that buyer's house. Wait a minute. They didn't get 10 offers? They did not. What what price range ish do you happen to remember? The, what price range are we talking about? The three hundred ish range. Okay, three hundred ish range in like southern Milwaukee County or Racine County. It might even County be or... Racine County, southern southern Milwaukee County. Okay, so uh, you know everybody is hoping, "Hey, I'm going to put my house on the market. I should have ten offers by Sunday night." They get one, and and it has a contingent. A, but they took it. They took it because. They took it primarily because I think they weren't willing to wait. And, you know, they have their next place in mind. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. wanted to take the bird in the hand. And yet, if any other buyer 
had stepped forward interested in their property, they would have kicked the contingent guy to the curb uh, if only because they didn't want to have to wait for someone to say yes to him selling his house. Okay. And, and, and they didn't pull any maneuver where they say, hey, yeah, I'll take your offer, but if I get somebody else that's not contingent, I can bump you? Did they invoke the bump clause, do you know? I that's believe that's, it's pre-baked into the contract. I don't believe it was, it was not stricken, you know, from the offer. Okay, from the offer that they accepted. So, you know, that, that is an element of accepting an offer with a sale of home contingency is, right. you know, you can counter that offer and say, hey, you know what, if I get an offer that's not contingent, I can bump you. I can give uh, you note, I can give you a three day, yeah. remove your home sale contingency window. Correct. Okay. And I got another question. So yeah. in terms of getting the accepted offer on the new house in Western Waukesha County or wherever it is, are, are they just using savings or did we end up having to give them a bridge loan to extract equity? What's their down well, payment story? Okay. So this is, um, it all depended on timing. So they did, if they had not sold their old house, we were going to do a bridge loan. Okay. If they could line it up, that they've sold their house before. Hey, then they just got proceeds from the sale, right. cash, bam, there you go. Because we are thoughtful as mortgage practitioners, I am helping them proceed though as if they do not sell their yeah. old home, which is true because until the person, I don't care if you've got the appraisal's already done on your old house. Yep. If you've got commitment, I don't care if the buyer is driving to the closing with a bag of money. Until they have, until everyone pushes back from the table, it is not sold. And so we must be ready for there your you new go. house. It would be the worst version if we just assumed it was all going to be okay. You'll have proceeds, and then the buyer loses their job the day before, and it's like, well, you can't buy your new house because we weren't prepared for that unfortunate outcome. So that's the level of caution at Acumen Mortgage. Diligence. Yeah, because I don't I, I I want them to be able to close on their new home. That's the most important thing, to be able to buy their new house. And we're gonna take the let's make sure we can make that happen approach no matter what. Dad, let me tell you about the other story that I wanted to share uh, when we come back, but right now it's time to turn it over to Jessica Gatso at the 24 hour newsroom. Over to you. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brian Wickert, the elder. That's my taller, younger, more handsome. Well, of course he's got to be younger because he's my son. Okay, <laughs> David Wickert over there. And David, I was reading a couple articles, getting ready for the show today. One astounding, and this is talking about future home price appreciation and also, you know, the pandemic fueled a home price appreciation. Yeah. So um, one of the nuggets that I plucked out of there was that uh, in in the couple of years from 2020 to 2022, July to July, uh, normal household formation would have been 1.7 million new households created in America. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and household formation drives what? Demand for housing, right? Both yeah. purchases and rentals. Hey, we should buy a place for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so any, you want to guess at how many 
how much more, how many more households were formed in that two-year period than the estimated norm of 1.7? Oh, it's above? Uh, okay, I'm going to say that's twice as many as normal. You, you are very close. It's 2.2 million more, or in other words, 3.9 million households were formed. Wow. Instead of the normally expected 1.7. And it was, you know, roommates, unroommating. It had to do with divorces to some small extent. And so when you have that kind of demand for housing, it's like, no kidding, uh, prices are going to go up and there is no way that we could create enough housing stock no. uh, in America to uh, keep up with that. All right. So that's just an interesting random fact that you can put away and use at your next cocktail party. So David, you're going to share a story with us now about an FHA buyer. Yeah, I have uh, dad FHA, not a swear word. Uh, and it explain that, be. explain that a little bit. Why, uh, why okay. is FHA there, sometimes frowned upon by sellers and listing agents? Uh, it has a stigma because FHA is particular about safety and Health, you know, health of the property, things like handrails. Yeah, okay, ha okay. Yeah. tell us the hand, three things: handrails, hand chipping paint. Uh, what do you have in mind? Un uneven steps. Uh, okay, uneven and steps. And broken glass. Sure. Like, and what paint. buyer? And what buyer wants these things in their house? Um, well, so, uh, so, so, so this uh, because this uh, ties back into the hey, this wasn't nearly as competitive as you thought it might be. I had another client. Get an accepted offer. FHA is what is the right tool for them for their mortgage. And the seller, it, I, it was as if they, they must be listeners to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show because these sellers and their listing agent, they had already done a pre-inspection of their home. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. so... Wait, they what? went out and had a home inspection done before they listed? Yes. Or, <laughs> or as we might call it, if your last name was Wickert, that's what you would do when you would go sell your house. You yes. know what? None of this is a mystery. Let's uncover it right now because covering your eyes does not count as a seller. That's right. And although, although let's say this, in this most recent couple of years, plenty of people have gotten their home sold without the buyer doing an inspection, which... <laughs> Just yes. by the way, according to our, our friend uh, Pat McMahon, real estate broker uh, who owns Closing Time Realty and also real estate attorney, he's got a buddy that does basement work. He's saying, boy, am I getting a lot of basement work now because these people bought the, <laughs> their 100-year-old homes uh, without doing an inspection. Yeah. And so now they're realizing that it leaks when it rains or whatever, and they're having mm -hmm. to get the work done. All right, but back to your FHA story. And tell us, David, why was FHA the right tool for these buyers? Uh, it was credit-specific in their case. Uh, and, but and, and why? So why is FHA a better execution then? Okay, so for an FHA, so these folks are putting uh, the three and a half percent down payment, which is all that is required for an FHA loan. FHA is, I would say, agnostic as to credit score when it comes to the cost of the mortgage insurance. That so if your credit score is yeah. six twenty, seven twenty, or eight twenty, the mortgage insurance is the same. Uh, regardless of credit score. That is hugely different from private mortgage insurance, PMI. In PMI, credit score is a enormous, uh, well, in the recipe of the cost of PMI, credit score is a big one uh, for private mortgage insurance. In, FHA, in concert agnostic. with the down payment amount. So a 3% yes. down with 650 or 680 credit, you are going to get a horrible private mortgage insurance monthly premium. Brutal. 
because yeah. well because the risk is higher but when you and i and everybody else as as the fha the federal housing authority fha you know insures low down payment loans we're like you know what no we're, we're going to charge the same regardless of credit score mm -hmm. and don't well, forget and let's just say one other thing about fha folks you do get to pay 1.75 percent of the loan amount up front in terms of a mortgage insurance premium that gets sent into fha uh, to pay claims when loans go into foreclosure, but the FHA graciously allows you to finance that on top of your loan amount. And then there is a monthly mortgage insurance premium as well. And that's where we're talking about the savings. All right. I've chewed up a lot of your time, David. Let's come back to this story and finish it up. If there is more to tell, is there more to tell? Uh, just a schnibble, a little more meat on that bone. All right, and then let's talk about your uh, Lake property purchase uh, when we come yep. back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We're back, and I guess the mini emerging theme here is that maybe we're seeing a little bit of cooling in the housing market from the buyer's perspective, uh, although it could just be anecdotal. You know, it is. I still think but supply it is, is anecdotal. High. But, Dad, it is anecdotal because, as we always say, there is no market, air quotes, market. There are sub like super tiny markets and in yeah, each of these markets. super tiny markets nano markets that's the word i was trying okay in these nano markets are scenarios stories real buyers that we are helping and and things aren't so tilted in favor of the seller all right so, so, so you have the my... fha buyer who whose seller wisely did a preemptive home inspection so everybody could be at ease that really there isn't any problem accepting an FHA loan. Um, did they have to offer over the asking price? Just by the way, uh, just about just about five thousand over the list price. Okay, but but these buyers, you know, because in real time, you know, at nine thirty on a Tuesday night, I'm calling the listing agent to advocate for my buyers. You know, hey, and and these sellers were eager to have another option, another offer because i think they had one in hand or was expecting one which is code for they didn't nearly have as many as maybe they were hoping for yeah they didn't and have so five being, offers I mean, being comfortable two. i mean why would you limit who you feel comfortable saying yes to and because they did the home inspection fha was not a uh, did not, not a have concern. a stigma yeah right. for these right. sellers and thus these buyers strong offer the seller said yes to them that's awesome all right. Uh, now they're going to tell us something a little bit on that. That's a first-time homebuyer, probably. Now we've got a repeat yeah. customer you're going to tell us about. That's we do, because it's all about. Um, <laughs> so, first-time homebuyer. I, you know, I really enjoy working with first-time homebuyers, and you know, it's usually pretty straightforward, right? Hey, I'm currently renting. I've got some savings. I got a job. Boom. Can you give me a mortgage? Yeah, absolutely. Most of the time, the real puzzle. Um, and I know you enjoy, and I've come to enjoy as well, is in helping move up buyers. Because there's, the, do not think that you can just like go online and pound it out because there are moving parts to helping someone go from their soon to be old house to their new house. And, so and I gotta, most of the time, right, I would say, we, we want to make that happen without requiring the sale of their existing home. Uh, A, because that's the most convenient for our buyers, and B, mm -hmm. It's also the most attractive to the sellers. 
So yes. that's the case here, right? I'm, I'm going to assume they have a lot of equity in their existing home. A ton. A ton of equity in their existing home. Yes. And how are they going to extract that equity? So, and this comes to the many pieces of the puzzle. So they act actually, I think before, as is always true, a house falls from the sky and you're just yeah. like, you know what? I wasn't thinking about moving, but now I am. So before this house fell from the sky, they were proactively applying to increase their current home equity line of credit from, let's call it 200000 up to $400,000 okay. because they got there the equity. Go. All right. So, they, that's, that's, so that's one... All of Bridgeland ahead. is, folks, is a, is a subcategory of home equity lines of credit. That, yeah. That's what a Bridgeland is. It's a, it's, a, it's a loan on the old house, and it can either pay off the existing for first mortgage and then extract the equity, or the first mortgage can stay in place, uh, and, and then it's in a second lien position, just like a traditional home equity line of credit. All right, so they, they're going to have a big chunk of money coming from a home equity line of credit. Then, then well, what? and what, this, what, this, what our smart repeat customer realizes is, cool, I've got all this equity. Well, unless you can borrow it and or have sold your house, it's really no good to you. It's great oh, that right. you've got all this equity, but you, if you want to use it, you got to get at it. So they had started that process before considering this new place. They uh, in then in speaking with their financial advisor, their financial advisor had also sent over to them a unique product whereby uh, there's a lot of, what's the term you would use for this, Dad? It's a bridge loan on both houses. That's it's, a blanket. That's a, the old word for that was a blanket, or maybe you call it a blanket bridge loan. I'm going to make you one loan, and I'm going to take both homes as collateral. I um, my, I was going to call it a backdoor bridge, because okay. you're, well, what happens blanket. is, yeah. Doesn't a blanket sound better? Because you're covering both homes with the mortgage. <laughs> sure. you know, you, the, the blanket. All right, let's go with that. But, but what I didn't like about this product was what they, what they would do is they would put a mortgage that was too big on the new house. So let me, I'll just use made up numbers. If the new house was a million dollars, they were going to put a loan on that house for 1.3 million. They were going to lend you more. They were going to put a lien on that house for 1.3 million and and the note. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And then when you sell your old house with all of those proceeds, then compel you to pay down. Cause in the end, a lender does not want to lend you $1.3 million on a house. Yeah. That's a million. That is, that's, right. that's that lending one-on-one. Most and so can I ask this question? Yeah. How did the, how did the buyer like that product? Let me give you the answer when we come back from this last break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, we're back. And David, you're you're kind of at the tail end or maybe the middle. We'll find out soon of a, a story about helping an existing customer uh, extract the equity out of their existing home. And, and they were offered an alternative from another source where they could take a giant blanket mortgage mm-hmm. out on both the new property and the old property at the same time. But the requirement, as I understand it, is that once you sold the old residence, you were compelled to take 100% of the proceeds from that sale and pay down the giant mortgage on the new property yep. uh, to some lower balance. 
So first of all, my guess is that had to be an adjustable rate mortgage. Is that true? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Because that's a bank portfolio loan. And then my other question was, well, how did our customer like that alternative compared to what you're cooking up, which is, yeah. I think, a bigger home equity line to extract the equity on the old home. And then I think what you told me on the break is you're proposing a piggyback yes. mortgage on the new property. So tell us about the piggyback and then how, how the buyer liked that. So they didn't like it at all. Anytime, uh, and I would feel the same way. I'm sorry, you're telling me I have to do what with my money? I, and so when I reviewed this product with the client, I was like, I... I want you to have choice. I want you to be the one to decide how and when you might want to pay down what you owe. And so my suggestion to them was, as you said, okay, so again, new million dollar house. I was like, how's about I give you a first mortgage of $600,000 and a second mortgage of $300,000. Ah. And that way, because they're not going to have a problem pulling the money, sufficient funds out of the old house, and they also have some investments as well for the down payment. But then when they sell their old house at their discretion, then maybe they want to pay down some on the new house. Maybe they want to pay down all. The new property needs a little love. Maybe they're going to go and get some quotes for the work that needs to be done and realize that there's That's this more than you in, well, that, that there's this in between. <laughs> Of like, you know, we don't want to slam all of our money into the new house because we need some of this cash to pay for the improvements that we want. I'm always, having learned this from you and speaking with clients, having control and you be you as the borrower deciding, I'm going to say, how you want to use the money, I think is just, A, it just makes everyone feel better that you're in control rather than being told, I'm going to say, yeah, you know, you, you, you must pay it down. Well, and that, that reminds me, I was at the business owners round table that I'm a part of this last week. And we had helped one of the people there uh, is the client who we helped buy a home, a uh, new vacation home in Florida. And that required a lot of, let's call it advanced planning and yeah. uh, creativity. And then you had helped the son of a friend of one of the other business owners who was just absolutely thrilled with how you helped them position their offer and think about their financing and probably be willing to offer over asking with some appraisal wiggle room. Um, they, they both said, I can't believe anybody would ever just go to their bank. And, and because you guys are just so good at the overall picture and planning. And, and that's what you're describing here with this repeat customer of ours. Hey, you begin with the end in mind, which is, hey, what kind of mortgage do you want to end up with in the end? And the yes. answer in your case was, how's about a $600,000 30-year fixed rate, right. you know, at such and such a rate? And yeah, okay, now let's build around that with the best tools that give you the most flexibility, you know, when you, when it comes time to kind of straighten everything out, when you're no longer owning two properties and you're just down to the one that you want to live in for the rest of your life. Yes. So. Folks, that's, that's the kind of, we love what we do. Can you tell? Um, you know, we, we are really good at it. It's the only thing we do. Uh, we've got a lot of tools at our disposal to make your situation uh, work for you. So if you are somebody you know is in the market to buy a home, we'd send them on over to Acunet Mortgage, click on the blue button or give us a call, and uh, we'll come up with the best possible plan and make you the best educated homeowner. Dave, do you have anything you want to say? You look like you're going to say I always like to say we try to be the people that we would call 
if we weren't in the mortgage business. There you go. Dang. All right. So, hey, next week we'll know what the Fed did. No, we already know what the Fed's going to do, but don't worry. <laughs> Hopefully they won't say anything that's going to scare the markets into rates going up. Hopefully they'll say something neutral, and then we'll continue to get uh, inflation information that allows rates to ease back down. All right. That's all the time we've got today. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.